I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 402 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. Paul Shear is an actor, comedian, writer, producer, director, and podcaster. He is best known for his role in the smash hit FX series, The League. You've also seen him on HBO's Veep. He currently stars in Black Monday on Showtime. He's been in the business for a long time. He's had a very successful career. I'm excited to have him on the podcast with me today. Paul Shear will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Paul Shear was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and if you enjoyed Paul Shear on Veep, I'd like to refer you guys to my interview with Matt Walsh from last week, who appeared as a part of the main cast of the HBO political comedy series. And guys, don't forget to take advantage of my partnership with Manscaped. I've been using this lawnmower 3.0. It has been a game changer for me. And you guys get 20% off your order, plus you get free shipping by using my promo code FATHER. So go visit Manscaped.com. Check out all of their products. It's 2020, guys. If you're not Manscaping, then you should start doing so today. Use my promo code FATHER. You get 20% off, plus you get free shipping. Okay, and tomorrow on the podcast, Paige Kennedy will be here. He is an actor and comedian who starred in Blue Mountain State, but he really has blown up from his viral videos on Vine and now TikTok. Don't miss out on that. Thursday, the host of Flip or Flop, Tarek El Moussa, joins me. He has really changed the real estate flipping game and has inspired thousands of people to start flipping houses. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here on the podcast for our Frogman Friday edition. And if you guys are enjoying the show, please consider leaving me a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you enjoy listening to the show. It really goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show to see us celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Paul Shear. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped. And dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs and your short pants today. Uh, joining me now, First Class Father, Paul Shear. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. I'm excited to be here. How are you? Doing very well. Let's do it like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I got two kids. I got a four-year-old and I have a six-year-old. Recently just turned four and six, so all new, all new for us. Okay, awesome. You, uh, you got two going for any more or are you all done? 
I think we're done. Um, my wife, I think, would like another one. I come from an only child family. My wife comes from uh, having two sisters, so I think she thinks that three is normal. I'm very content with two. I mean, I also like kids later in life, too, so I feel like I want to be able to enjoy them while I, you know, I just want to enjoy them in this time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Did you guys do any kind of, like, gender reveal to find out what you were having with both, or did you wait till the end to find out? Uh, you know, we found out right away. We didn't have any pomp and circumstance around it. Like the doctor said, you want to know? And we said, yeah, let's let us know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, I don't need to cut open a cake or shoot some balloons up in the sky. Yeah. We just did it the old fashioned way. Uh, just a sonogram. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, if you could, Paul, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah. So, um, I'm a comedian and actor and a director and podcaster. You might know me uh, from things back in the day, I started off doing a show called uh, Best Week Ever, and then I moved into my own sketch comedy show called Human Giant, and I was on a show called The League, and, uh, and currently on a show called Black Monday with Don Cheadle on Showtime, but you might also see me on 30 Rock or The Good Place or Parks and Rec and, uh, you know, kind of all over the spot. And my podcast is uh, How Did This Get Made, and I also have another podcast called Unspooled, so I kind of pop around in a bunch of different areas. Yeah, awesome. I love the hustle. And I know you said you mentioned there that you became a father later in life. How did the experience of becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? You know, all I can say is that uh, for me personally, it was really important for me to have kids later in life because I felt like I wouldn't be missing out anymore. I think there's a part of me when we had kids and no one really told me about this, but there is like this and maybe it's unique to me. I don't know. But this moment where you are grieving the life that you once had, right? Because all of a sudden, responsibility clicks in. It's like, oh, I have to get up now every morning at the same time. I am I have to feed these kids. They're not going anywhere. It's like, this is a, I've committed fully. And of course, my rational mind knew that. But there was a moment of like, oh, I can't just go run to 7-Eleven and get something right now unless I have somebody here to watch the kids or I'm going to bring the kids with me. But if the kids are asleep, I can't leave the house. Like all these things that you don't really think about. So I think there was like, uh, a little bit of, for me, that that grieving process of like the transition from being, uh, you know, from being who I was to now being a dad. And I think I was able to do that better older because I definitely had all that time to go out and do and not be responsible and sleep in. And, and you know, I, I really look up and admire anybody who in their early 20s is taking on that responsibility because it's a tremendous responsibility. But then I also look at them and go, oh, wow, by the time you're 45, your kids are in college. Amazing. You get to live a, an amazing life there. So there are positives and negatives on both sides. But for me, uh, doing my career was important. And then I was able to pull back a little bit from my career and just do some stuff where I'm just acting and being a little bit more passive than what I normally do, which is like create, uh, you know, so while I was able to spend some more time with my kids and that was really important to me as well. Yeah, well said. And there's definitely a, a change that takes place, a transformation that happens. And a lot of for a lot of guys, that's very uncomfortable. And we see like right now we have what like a fatherless crisis that's going on throughout the country. So many kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And it has some devastating results. But I think a lot of that does derive from the fact that that change does make people uncomfortable. And they do have, like you say, have to grieve that previous life that they had before. And, and it does you now for you. Did it, did it impact at all which particular types of TV roles or, or, or um, movies or shows that you would play once you became a dad? No. As far as like my creative instincts, I am always going to stay true to that. But it would affect the, the roles that I wanted to do or how much I wanted to be away from home. Right. So part of that decision to kind of not 
be as creatively hands-on on a project was a decision I made because I was like, I didn't want to be out of the house 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day. Like, you know, I was much more content to be like, oh, I can be on a show. And I had my kids, I think, or my first kid, like on season five of the league. So I understood, okay, I work about like three, four days a week. I, I They're not super long days. I just wanted to be a part of my kids' lives. So for me, it was more the time and less the creative. Uh, because... I mean, I still do dark shit. I probably won't do as much dark shit. My wife definitely is upset whenever I do stuff like that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think, if anything, it kind of opened me up more emotionally, made me more vulnerable. Like, you know, you, I think you are, you're a beating heart when you have a kid. Like, you just, you feel everything. You see it all through them. You, you see your life in a different way. So, yeah, I think that I'm emotionally able to access stuff that I don't think I was able to do as easily before having kids. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and part for me, I'm a railroad mechanic. So one of the things mm-hmm. for me, I have four kids myself, and in the early yeah. stages there, being able to turn that off, like from that atmosphere at the railroad, a lot of language, a lot of different uh, yeah, way of yeah. uh, speaking, and then have to turn that off when you come home. That took uh, quite an adjustment for me. Um, oh, absolutely. What would you, what would you say, uh, Paul, are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? You know, I want... I want to be a better parent than my parents were to me. And that's no diss on my parents. Like my parents, I thought were great parents, but I think it's our responsibility as parents to raise the bar a little bit. Right. And, and, and be open-minded and allow our kids to achieve without being like, uh, without helicoptering them, you know, like, but also letting them know that they're doing well, but they don't have to be the best at everything. So for me, the number one value that I've I've really been obsessed with lately, and especially during this quarantine time, uh, is talking to them about their emotions, like letting them, you know, express themselves, like right? because they've been trapped. We're in LA, so we're under a lot more of a heavy quarantine issue here. So they haven't been able to go to playgrounds. They haven't been able to see their friends. They're doing Zoom school. Um, they're going to get frustrated. They're going to get angry, and they don't even know why. And so we've really been talking about like. Just talking about your emotions, letting them come out and we'll deal with it. And I feel like that was something that my parents never really afforded me. Like my parents would always be like, it's okay, you'll, it's okay, you're fine. Think a happy thought, do this, you know, and I think it's okay to, uh, you know, embrace that, uh, that part of yourself. So that, like, that is like, I don't know if it's a value, but I want them to just, you know, take care of themselves, like, and, and understand what, who they are. They don't, not every day has to be okay. And, and I also want them to um, be honest and accepting. And I want to talk to them about issues before someone else can put the wrong thing in their head, right? And I, I'm a firm believer as a parent to be uh, to tackle anything they want to talk about head on, but because of their ages, be brief about how you do it. I think for me, as I've gotten older, like I'll start saying something like I went to the doctor and when I first moved out to here to LA and the doctor's asking me about something and I started telling him the story. And as I'm telling him the story, I'm like, that's, a, that makes no fucking sense. Like, what do you mean? Like, and I was like, Oh, that was a story that my parents told me about how my grandfather passed away. It's like, but now I understand like that wasn't the issue. Like, and so it's sort of just like letting them, letting them know the truth, not trying to hide stuff from them, but also knowing where to stop with them. I, I don't know. These are, it's, I, I should like, you know, look, I want my kids to grow up to be 
honest, uh, community giving, giving back to the community, uh, being involved, being caring, uh, and being open to everybody. And, you know, and I think valuing education and athleticism and, you know, just, I mean, all the things I think you want your kid to be the best that they can be. But I think I also want to make sure that I get them to be, uh, to trust me enough with anything that I can be somebody they can go to as a friend, but not be their best friend, if that makes sense. It it does. And, and you know what? It is different. Just like you were saying, uh, not a knock on your parents or mine either. Yeah. Like, I, I would say I've already blown away by far the amount of times I tell my kids that I love them compared to yes. them. not that my parents didn't love me. No, but yeah. uh, it wasn't something that they would say. Like, I say it constantly to my kids. Uh, and I, I do find myself being more uh, honest about my mistakes with my kids. Like, it's something like my father, I could never imagine apologizing to me where yeah. I find myself... I call myself out, especially when I punish the wrong kid for the wrong crime, you know, right. so, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what, I, and how about as far as discipline that I know they're young yet, Paul, but what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad, a spanker timeout guy? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? Yeah. You know, I had a stepdad who was a spanker, like, and that was a crazy thing. I think, you know, I have not been, I have not really been a hands-on, I don't, I don't, haven't done any hands-on discipline and that may be. Uh, there's times that I would love, I feel like sometimes <laughs> a spank would just be like, let's just knock you out of this. I think, uh, you know, but so yeah, that's my own personal preference. I think for me, disciplining them, I try not to just punish willy nilly. Like, you know, like I don't want to just get into a zone where every time you misbehave, I'm like, go to your room, go sit in your room. Like I want to make sure that they understand why they're being punished and they can kind of recount it back to me. Like, and that's kind of what I do. Like, I will give them a penalty. We have a lot of like treats are being removed. Okay, you're not gonna have dessert. That's pretty much our big, you know, at six and four, that's a big deal. You know, or you can't play on your iPad or you can't watch TV tonight, or you can't pick a TV show tonight, which is even sometimes worse. You have to watch what your brother wants to watch it. The the horror. <laughs> uh but um but I think what I really try to do is is befriend them in the punishment. Like, I get it. Like, did you really want to do that? Why did you want to do that? What do you understand why it's wrong? Like, and I think to me, that's the way that I want to, I want them to understand like what they're doing is why it's wrong. Not that it was wrong. Cause I think it's their little kid minds. It's like my son loves the Clippers and I love the Clippers and we were watching it and, you know, and he knows how to read and he's seeing everything. And he's, he's like, it's one Oh seven to 76. And he's like, who's winning. I'm like, you see who's winning, but like we expect, them, but we expect them to like understand why they're being punished. I'm like, he's literally looking at a score on TV that says Clippers 107, and he's like, who's winning? So I'm like, you just have to. I think for me at this age, I'm like, I got to make sure that they know why they are being punished, and that that, that I think is helpful to me because I just got sent to my room all the time. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes I'll catch myself. I'll be in the middle of one of these lectures, with, especially my younger kids, and then yeah. I'll be like quoting Marcus Aurelius. Like I'm getting yeah. deep in that. I, I get like, what am I doing here? Like I'll catch myself. Like man, yeah. you got to realize what level they're at when you're talking to them. Yeah, you just gotta like. Yeah, they sometimes you just need the most base answer. Like <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> because yeah, like, that's why I'm always like, I, I, a lot of my parenting style is just like, explain back to me what I just said, because it helps me, like, helps me know that they actually understood it. Like, and I feel like if they can repeat it, then we're on the same page. Yeah, and I know you had a, a bounce house the size of the Magic Kingdom out there oh in the my front God. yard. You still got that thing going? How's that no, work out? Dude, this worked out terribly. So. 
Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to it, dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy. And I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec. And, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. Yeah, and I know you had a, a bounce house the size of the Magic Kingdom out there oh in the front God. yard. You still got that thing going? How's that no, worked out? Dude, this worked out terribly. So <laughs> my my wife, who I love dearly, and I couldn't have gotten through this time without her, she's a lot more adventurous with the kids than I am. Like, I'm just always a little bit like, I'm nervous. Like, I'll, I'll play basketball with them. I'll do all the, I'll do all fun things. But she will like get a balance castle for the house. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about this, you know, cause kids get hurt in this thing. We get this balance castle. My kid goes in it. It doesn't even do anything crazy. He just falls off like a slightly higher tier, breaks his arm, right? Uh, like one week into the balance castle. And then we're in the middle of quarantine, going to the hospital. I can't go to the hospital. Only my wife can go to the hospital, getting him in a cast. He's three years old. It's like, it's, you know, it's just awful, but he, barely was affected by it like he came home that night and was a little bit grumpy and then the next day it was like he had nothing on like um but yeah like that that bouncy castle was i mean it was great for that week and then once he broke his arm <laughs> and they keep on asking will you blow it up again and blow it up again and there are days here where we can't do anything else i'm like i guess we can blow up that bouncy castle again and i'm like i just sit there and I, I'm, I'm so afraid of is something else going to happen because if we're the parents who have two kids with broken arms or the same kid with another broken something, like they're going to start to call child protective services on us. <laughs> and, and you know what, Paul, getting it into what you do here right now, obviously the coronavirus has affected every, every business out there, but yeah. um, comedy clubs, especially no one's going there yeah. right now and, and it's affected that. So uh, it, first of all, what kind of advice do you have for the parent that has a kid that's interested in a career in comedy or, or, or TV or something like that? And what is the major difference of doing stand-up comedy when you're doing it on like a Skype thing and recording it for like social media and not having that live audience? How much does that affect you doing the comedy? Uh, well, okay, let me talk to the first one first. Like I think with, ever, with kids right now, my kids have their own cameras, they're making videos, and they're four and six, and they have like a little, you know, camera from Amazon that costs $19. So they can start making movies like they're doing the dream that I wanted to do when I was a kid. Like I, my parents couldn't afford a video camera like that. We rented a video like, like that's I'm, I'm dating myself now. But I was like my parents like literally rented a video camera. I remember my dad like would put it on a sling on his body. And that's where you put the VHS tape. And we eventually got the better ones. But early on, like so kids can do whatever they want. They can make their videos. They can make a YouTube channel. And uh, so I would just say, like, embrace it. Help them be the camera person. You know, don't rein them in you know let them create watch their stuff sit there even if it's boring and you don't know where it's going if they're going to do shows like i i would say if they want to do it just let them get their crazy voice out um so that's what i would say there you know for me i'm not necessarily uh fully a stand-up i come from more of like a sketch comedy and improv background but i've been doing like shows online and 
I think there's a need or there's a want right now for people to be entertained. And we've been bored with TV. We've watched all the TV. And I think everyone's okay with everyone's trying to do their best. So just the fact of me getting online and streaming a show, like me, uh, Rob Hubel and I did a show. We raised like over $9,000 for Color of Change. Uh, and we just, it was just us doing bits, having fun, bringing in on guests, just messing around. And I think there is a real freedom in it because it's free. You know, for the most part, it's free or it's cheaper than what it would be like to go out to a club. So, you know, when we do our podcast, How Did This Get Made? We're going to be doing an online show of it soon. You know, the tickets are going to be way cheaper than they would ever be. So I think people are just appreciative of entertainment. So I actually kind of find it to be really freeing to try whatever you want because people are there for it. And if they're not, yeah. they can just they can log off and you don't have to watch them log off because, like in the theater, if they're going to walk up and get out, you see them like, oh, why did that person leave here? I don't know if you've left. You just leave. Yeah, it's amazing how much it narrows everything down to your specific interests. So every kind of uh, you know genre that's out there now, if you you get what you want, you can you can just yeah. instead of like flipping through the channels and looking for what you want, now you directly you get only to see what you want to see. So there's benefits to it, but I know it does change the industry quite a bit. And yeah. What about as you, what about your kids, Paul? Are they using? Um, are they already into the iPads? I know my six year old. Uh, yeah. She she's now she's into watching the YouTube. Is that the same with your kids already? A little bit, like it definitely got advanced because of quarantine, right? Because it's like, how many hours a day can we figure out things for them to do? So like the iPad became a part of our of our daily routine now. So they're much more into games. And the one thing that my wife hates, that my kids both love, that we don't have like, they don't have a video game system. I have a video game system, they don't. But um, they <laughs> they love like Super Mario Brothers. And they don't, they've never played it, but they just love the imagery of it and whatever. So they watch like um a guy doing playthrough of it like so it's just like him taping a screen and my it drives my wife insane she's like i don't want you listening to an old man talking about uh, super mario brothers because all we hear in the other room is like and so when you go on this level the uh, you jump over here and then you do and the kids are just like <laughs> the kids are just loving it it's like the worst thing like they have access to everything on the internet and they're watching <laughs> A middle-aged man. It's like, and then you just jump over here, and you get your coins, and now you're moving <laughs> yeah. into this room. <laughs> so like, and it's got yeah. like it's got like 40 million views. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so they're getting into it. They definitely are playing more games, and um, but you know, we we try to put limits on everything. I mean, the other thing too is, you know, I don't know if your kids are doing Zoom school, but my kids are Zoom school, so they're you know, or at least one of them is. It's a lot of time in front of a screen, you know. So we're trying to minimize. That, but I, I definitely feel like because they can't go out right now, all of our good parenting skills with screens have gone out the window. We used to just be the when you're on an airplane, all bets are off, and now during quarantine, we're like, nah, kind of all bets are off. Well, we'll kind of figure it out. We walk yeah, it back a little bit. It's the same thing with us here. I feel like we just had a good handle on it, like right before this whole thing. Me uh, too. Yeah. Probably like yeah. many parents out <laughs> right, there, but yeah. that. And then we tried to hang on as long as we could, and then it was like, man, you know, now the school is online, everything is online, so it's kind of tough. And I got the one yeah. one kid. If you don't watch him like a hawk, he's on there playing whatever game, and then you come over, he's clicking off the screen, and, and they're faster than you are, so oh. it's hard to get up to monitor them. Uh, it's really hard because, and especially you, you have four kids, you have like. I have to keep my eyes on both of them. I have a camera on my kid while he's at school. So I'm watching him to make sure that he's at least paying attention or that if he needs me to come in because he's only in first grade. So like when the teachers like get this assignment out, like he's like, uh, what is that? What do you even mean? Like, you know, he's not organizing his desk. So it's like, I'm watching him. I'm trying to like do 
a little bit of, and we also have an amazing nanny. Uh, we're trying to like do preschool with our our four year old. Like it's just like you're you, and then you're also doing your own shit. So it's like how how do you keep track? It's like they're gonna you know the only thing I'm thankful for is that the school iPad. Uh, we go to this public school and they gave iPads to every kid, which is amazing. It's locked off, so they can't get anything like out of the norm on that iPad. So that is it's a kind of a nice safety device. The iPad is just like a school iPad. Yeah, it, it's difficult as they get older to try. They, they get a little faster on this stuff. I used to be the one when I was in my family to hook up the VCR and do yeah, all this yeah, other yeah. stuff. Now I'm asking my son, hey, how do I beam this to the TV? And, and it comes over and figures it out in two <laughs> seconds, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of um, projects uh, or uh, plans do you have coming on? What, what can we look forward to seeing from you here in the future, Paul? Yeah, you know, I have a, uh, you know, I'll continue with my podcast, which will be up every week wherever you listen to podcasts. How did this get made and unspooled? Super fun shows. And then um, I have a new documentary on Disney Plus called um, – it's part of this Marvel 616 series. So if you like Marvel comic books, it's me doing a documentary, finding about uh, out about all these weird characters that Marvel never actually – or they kind of failed in a weird way, or or it didn't take off as big as Spider Man and Iron Man and stuff like that. So it's a really it's a comedy documentary. And Jack McBrayer and John Hamm and Nicole Byer are all in it, and it's uh it's a really super fun uh, documentary. I think you'll uh, you'll think you'll dig it. Yeah, sounds awesome, Paul. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I love to ask mm-hmm. all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Oh, this is good. I have this. I have this ready to go. Um. I always say, uh, let me. I'll, I want to make sure I say it the right way. Now I've built myself up that I know what to say exactly. Um, don't worry about taking other people's advice, right? Every kid is incredibly different and unique. Even between my two kids, what worked for one doesn't work for the other, right? And so I think when you're first a, a new parent, so much stuff is coming at you. Do this, do that, swaddle like this, put them in a thing, do over that. That's what they need to eat. Get that formula, do that. You have to figure it out for yourself. You don't have to be beholden to anyone else. Figure it out and and give yourself a break because there are uh, dumber people who have done this. There are smarter people that have done this. You're probably in the middle. There are richer people. There are poor people. Every, you can do it. You will get through it. But don't hold yourself to a standard. Forgive yourself. And honestly, the one thing that I really think is important that I never hear too is connect with your your spouse as much as you can because you are going through this together and you can be open and you can be honest and days suck and you hate it and you're mad and it's okay. Like I think people talk about parenting like, oh my God, it's the most amazing thing and my life has changed. And yes to all of that, but I remember the moments of I'm never going to get through this. I hate this. Why did I do it? The biggest mistake of my life. And those go by quickly, but to have a partner that you can say like, oh my God, today was a rough day. And and um, and my final piece, sorry, uh, it's three little small pieces, but um, before you have a kid or if you've just had a kid, go to your spouse, your partner, whoever you have, and have them write a list. You should both write a list. What makes you happy? And for my wife and I, it was like, this kind of coffee makes me happy. I like these kind of flowers in the house. If I had my druthers, I, I would love to have like a massage, like basically like things I could get, like this is my favorite takeout place. So in those first couple of months when shit is going you know, you're up, you're spit on, you're just out of sorts. You can look at this list and you can still be a good partner. You're like, I'm going to get my wife this kind of Starbucks. It's written down and you have a cheat sheet for your partner because your mind is, I remember my wife and I celebrated our anniversary right when we had our first kid. I went to the store, I bought her balloons 
and a card and some flowers. And I left the balloons in the store. And I came home. And I was like, <laughs> where are the balloons? I'm like, that's how out of it I was. So don't be afraid. Like, this cheat sheet really has helped us. I still have it. Like, because it's like, you know, sometimes it, 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 you know, a cup of coffee that you really like from a place that you like to go to means the world in those moments. You know, when you are cracked out because you've been up since three in the morning. So that's that's all I would say. Yeah, right on with that. I love the advice. Uh, this has been an honor for me. I got to say, Paul Shear, you're a first class father all the way. Thank you so much. Thank for you so much. Time on first class fatherhood. Uh, a blast. Thank you so much, man. Nice to talk to you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Paul Shear for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so awesome. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Tomorrow on the podcast, actor and comedian Paige Kennedy, who has really blown up from his viral videos on Vine and now TikTok will be here. So don't miss out on that. Thursday, Tarek El Musa from Flip or Flop will be joining me. Friday, we got a Frogman Friday. Find out which Navy SEAL will be joining me. Follow me on my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace. That's all I got for you guys today. I am Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. I appreciate you doing so. Don't forget, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.